been a busy couple months for Johannes Leonardo. In February, the shop announced that it would buy a significant portion of itself back from WPP. The holding company reduced its minority stake from 49% to 25% just weeks before another tantalizing bit of news. Volkswagen named JL its lead agency in February. I'm Brian Breaker, editor of Ad Age, and joining me on the AdLib podcast today is another Brian, Brian Yasko, president of Johannes Leonardo. We will discuss these recent developments at the agency, plus working with Adidas, as he pronounces it, the broader industry trend toward project work, and why he doesn't like holding companies. But first, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Quad. From its foundation in printing, Quad has transformed itself into a marketing solutions partner. When you're asked to do everything, ask Quad. And check out the new Quad at quad.com. That's Q-U-A-D.com. And now, on to the podcast. Brian Yasko. Yes. Johannes Leonard, president. Thanks for joining us today. Um, from one Brian to another. Uh, Brian with a Y for the record. I know. It's, uh, as I said before we started recording, you spell your name wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Not your fault. Yes. Um, but uh, Brian, nice to have you here. It seems like everyone of our age is named Brian, um, but we, we managed to differentiate. So let's let's get right into it. So it's been a big couple months for Johannes Leonardo. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, you know, earlier this year, you guys, um, well, you guys who had started as a minority-owned uh, company by WPP, forty-nine percent stake in two thousand seven. This year, WPP reduced its stake. Uh, agency is still minority-owned, twenty-five percent. Can you talk about the operational? What that means operationally for you guys? Yeah, I I, I can't talk um, to the specifics on 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 the the financial matter, but I I can tell you why it was important for us. Um, We've always been an independent agency. Um, back in 2007, um, Martin Sorrell um, started Jan and Leo um, on, on this journey to start their own agency. I don't know if it's true or not, but I, I have heard that it's one of the few agencies or the only agency that, that Martin ever decided to start um, by himself. So independence has always been a part of the, the agency story. But if we look um, towards the next 10 years, we're, we're now 12 years old and we're, we're thinking about the next chapter for the agency. Um, Independence is an incredibly important for us, how we differentiate ourselves in the marketplace, how we attract talent, um, how we're able to pivot and be nimble for our clients. Um, and it was just important that that financial structure reflected the um, the, the nature of how we, we run our business on a, on a day-to-day. So what is the, it's probably an obvious question, but what, what are the advantages of being more independent? I see you, you said nimble. Everyone yeah, talks about no, it's, it's I, so I've, I've been in, um, big holding company shops. I've been in small independent shops. Um, I've been in large independent shops. Um, it's incredibly important. And it's actually when I was um, looking for my next uh, move in my career that I, I went to an independent place. Uh, the big difference is, is we can make a decision within 15 seconds mm. rather than 15 hours or 15 days. There's, you know, it's, there'll be some debate, but we, we, we make a decision whether we're going to go for something or we're not. Um, I think it's incredibly important um, just to be unfiltered. Clients come to us for their 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 our opinions and their advice, um, and you know we have we're not incentivized to to recommend a certain solution or not recommend a certain solution. Um, we're we're completely independent, and it's in um, it's incredibly important just the the type of people we attract, um, the the solutions we provide for our client. It's um, it's uh, how do I say this? It's it's unbiased and unfiltered, and I, I know most agencies will, will say that, but um, yeah. 
we 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 focus on what we're really good at as as an agency. We say often we say no to opportunities that could be an easy revenue grab, but we decide it's it's not what we do. Um, it's not what we want to be, and it's it's not our sweet spot. So what? Um, so let's talk about your sweet spot. When you were founded, I learned this on Wikipedia this morning. Um, Wikipedia. <laughs> so it's obviously accurate. Uh, your your founding philosophy was inspired by the phrase, and I know you were not a founder. The consumer is the medium. What does that mean? Yeah, I, I and is that does that still hold true to you guys? Well, no, it it definitely holds true to us. Um, this industry is is fascinated with the the latest trends, the the latest fads, and what the new model is going to be, and advertising agencies are dead and they're alive back again. Um, what what the consumer, the medium, uh, says is that um, you know n- new tech will come. Um, the the media marketplace is uh, becoming more and more fractured. But if you focus on the consumer and and the power they have and their power to propagate your your the brand's message, um, that's the most important audience. So more important than social, more important than. Than traditional, more important than 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 any audience you have. Focus on the consumer. Yeah, I hear consumers the medium, and I think data. <laughs> uh, that that's one part of it, but uh, no, it's 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 kind of getting back to the basics. Yeah. Focus on the consumer. Focus on on what they need. Focus on um, the voice that they have in today's media landscape and 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 the power that they have. It's no longer media companies don't just hold the power anymore. The the consumer's in control. Right. So. Um, well, let's talk about what that looks like. You guys were last month, VW tapped you as a creative lead agency. Yeah, incredibly exciting. That's very, that's big news for you guys. Uh, how are you gearing up for that? Where does, where does it need to go as a brand? Uh, yeah, um, the, the work's going to be coming out um, um, this year, but um, the story of Volkswagen, one is um, just from an advertising standpoint. They, they are the brand that invented modern advertising in the United States. From and, DDB. And, and, exactly. And we are the, we're the fifth um, you know, since the '50s, we're the fifth lead agency to touch the brand. So, not many agencies have have had this um, had this brand in, in in their control, and and you know the opportunity to kind of guide it. But I mean, you've 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 read the news: uh, electric, uh, the future of mobility. Um, they're also they're not a, a huge player um, uh, in the United States, and they obviously have ambitions um, to grow. I think the most exciting news, besides. Um, uh, winning the Volkswagen brand is is the new CEO that's in charge, uh, Scott Keogh, former marketer at Audi, uh, former president of Audi, but in, incredibly um, smart, um, driven man, and 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 really wants to um, take leaps and bounds uh, with the brand. Yeah, not a brand without its own problems as, as well. Uh, I, I've heard. <laughs> do you uh, do you guys go into that at all? I mean, uh, no, it, it wasn't part of the brief, and yeah. and that's something that we don't really talk about. Right. Okay. So we, uh, one of our big features in the current issue that just came out today uh, is about electric cars, and you guys are yeah, like, obviously in there. No, it's an exciting space. Um, what is um, what do you see as the as I mean, cars in general is very challenged and challenging space. Yeah, Where, where's the sort of opportunity for you? Yeah, I, I think in the case of Volkswagen, they have such a, a, um, a storied past um, with their brand, such a, just such a famous brand in the U.S. And and how do you how do you um, kind of resurrect that soul of the brand and, and reinvent it for uh, a new age in, in transportation? Um, who really knows what the future brings, but it, it looks like in, in 10 years we're all going to be driving electric cars or they're going to be driving us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just opens up, uh, you know, a ton of new opportunities. It's I think the old model uh, is 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 definitely going to flip on its head. And it's, it is the, the big industry that is going to be disrupted over the next five to 10 years. Great. Um, 
how well i mean we're all everyone talks about disruption we're all being disrupted yeah. i'm being disrupted uh the agency space is being disrupted correct uh you're the lead agency on volkswagen but we're hearing a lot more about project work yeah. uh being a bigger part of the picture which can have its own downsides um how can an agency survive and thrive in a project-led environment. Yeah, I, I think well, in the case of Volkswagen, we're very fortunate to be the um, the agency of record for, for the United States and, and we're the lead agency in, in that model. But um, project work is, is a reality and I, I think you need to build capacity into your agency to be ready to take on those projects because um, we get a lot of, um, you know, calls for project work. Um, a lot of times we, we say no to them, but if they're, they're super exciting, it's a chance for us to play in a new category or, or see a new canvas for us to play in, we, we, we always jump in. Can you give a, an example or two? Yeah, I would just say a lot of the tech brands that we work with, um, tech, uh, I think in the category isn't, um, they're, they're not fans of traditional AOR models. Um, but if you keep on delivering great project work, it's, um, if you look, you know, 12 months in the rearview mirror, it, it feels like a, uh, an annual relationship. It's just how they scope projects mm -hmm. on, on the day to day is a little bit different. And then, and then you guys do a lot of work with Adidas Originals. How's, yeah. how's that relationship? Relationship's amazing. We're we're going on our sixth year um, with that brand. Um, incredibly close relationship, uh, true partnership. Um, uh, and when we started with them, you know, it was uh, not as as big in scale as it is now. But um, yeah, it's been a six year relationship. We're in development on the next round of work, and um, we're incredibly proud of the the relationship we have with that company. Yeah. Um, what um, what are there? I'm wearing. Oh, no, I'm not wearing my idea this morning. Pumas. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's a bad word. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bad word. I'm going to have to leave this, <laughs> this booth right now. No, but you guys, you guys work with Stan Smith a lot. Yeah, no, uh, Stan's, uh, Stan's amazing. He He's uh, spent a lot of time in the agency over the last year. And uh, the great thing about Stan, he's a, he's a very talented uh, uh, athlete and 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 uh, spokesman and I, I think most people don't know the the storied history of stan smith and most people don't even know that he's a actual person it's it is the best-selling um adidas shoe of all time and and most people don't even know who, who stan is they of course know who michael jordan is they always don't know that stan smith is an actual so person say, still alive you say adidas adidas okay. correct it's like the yeah. gif gif argument yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, you guys, I, I think it was someone, I, I don't know, I don't know, it was you or someone at the shop uh, suggested to me it'd be a really fun video to walk around Soho with Stan Smith and have him like approach people wearing Stan Smith and say, hey, yeah. nice shoes. No, we, we, we've, <laughs> we've done that. Uh, we've, we've, we've played around with that, but uh, most uh, t teenagers, those under 18, have no clue that Stan Smith is an actual person. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they, they might own like 20 pairs of them, but they, they don't know who anything about them. Yeah, they're, they're, they're good shoes. I remember, uh, I think they... Was it Elena Stase had a pair too? Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> you guys opened your doors in 2007, which is probably the worst time yeah. to start an agency. Uh, you were at Droga at the time. Uh, no, no it was, it was, you were publicist. Publicist, correct. Yeah. yeah, I joined Droga a little bit later. Fortunately, I, did, I was not there in the in the beginning. But no, that was a um, that was a, a tough time to start an agency. Literally, I think I was like was four only, weeks before the financial collapse. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I give a lot of credit to, to Jan Leo and uh, Fernando Videri, who was there in the beginning, but incredibly resilient bunch. Um, and, um, you know, they made it through and, and, uh, it's 12 years going on 13. Yeah. Um, what, any lessons learned from opening an agency just, just as the economy bottoms up? 
Ah, uh, geez, I hope I hope that's not true. But no, I I we always no, say I mean, yeah, well, yeah, no. well, no, you did bottom out. Yeah, back no, then, we but did. But bottom. we are hearing we're hearing some buzz. About yeah, it. no, I hope we I hope we don't we don't face that. Uh, um, but I would say that the what we say often at the agency when we're sitting around the, the table, the management team is let's bet on ourselves and let's bet on the uh, the four walls surrounding us. Um, we kind of control our own destiny and we make the decisions whether you know, how fast we're going to grow or how, how fast we decide we're, we're not going to grow. Mm-hmm. So it, that, I guess independence is, it's really important that, um, we get to control our own destiny. Um, people always ask what I'm looking for in this industry and it's, it's, um, predictability, which I don't know if I'll ever achieve that, but mm-hmm. longevity, you know, I, I love this industry. I, I love working in advertising. I love solving clients problems. And, um, I really would love to be doing this until I decide not to work anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that, you know, the, the, the saying in advertising is that you're dead at 50. Like, why does that have to be true? Like I'm going to be dead in, you know, three or four years. So hopefully that's not true. <laughs> so, um, no, I, longevity in this industry, I think yeah. that's what everybody at, at JL strives for great work and, and being able to, to, to kind of, um, come into the office every day and, and, and solve new problems. Yeah. What, um, so you're, you were, we, we sort of flicked at this before we went around uh, went around it. You were at yeah, Droga sure. before this. You were a publicist before that. Correct. Uh, where did you? Where did you? Where'd you get your start? Yeah, uh, I got my start. So I was a, a psychology major. I had no clue what I was going to do. And um, mm. one of my friends, uh, best friends from childhood, was in advertising. While I was trying to get into a graduate pro- program, just convinced me to kind of move to New York City. And because uh, he was leaving his apartment, I thought I'd be here for three months. And <laughs> like twenty five years later, I'm still here. But mm. um, at first, you know, I, I dabbled. I thought I was going to be a creative because that's where all my friends and my, and my brother were kind of pushing me to, to be, looking at Portfolio Center. And then I kind of started investigating strategy because everybody said, oh, that's where all the smart people are. You know, you got to mm-hmm. be a strategist. And then, you know, when I, I really just took some time to think about it, and it, it's really I, I, I set my sights on kind of account management. I thought that's where you could have the most uh, fun, where I felt like I could make the biggest impact. And um in, in, at the time, people didn't say that was a, a creative field to go into, but I, I feel it, it was the most, uh, the, the biggest impact you could have on a, on a client's business and, and on the work. Do you have a, like an early example of, of, uh, of that? Of that? Uh, yeah, I, I would just say that the, the most career in my career, I think the, the best agencies that I've worked at and, or the, the, the best work that I've ever produced, it's, um, it's been the most account driven and strategy driven, you know, account or agency. Mm-hmm. That's that's not to say that it's um, we're just saying yes to the client or the, the strategists are kind of running everything. We're we're really just, uh, you know, leading the client to, to great work. And mm-hmm. you know, how do we how do we how do how can we lead the client to to the to, to producing the, the the best and most effective um, creative out there? Mm-hmm. So you are uh, how long were you publicist? Oh, that was also through the financial crisis. Yeah. Um, I was there a little bit under four years. Right, right. And yeah. are you? Do you follow what's going on with the, the uh, tour? And, I, uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I only what only what you guys write. But um, ever since I, I've, I, I kind of don't look back since uh, and when I when I leave a place. So. Right. Which, yeah. which uh, answers my Droga question, which is, yeah. any thoughts on Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I've, I've, I've never really looked back uh, since yeah. I left. But, you know, I, I, uh, I still have a, a, you know, I was a part of that agency for five and a half years. So I'm, I, I always will, and, and I am rooting them on to, to do great things. Okay, so, I, you know, I, I understand that you can't really get into too much detail about the operational elements of, of the buyback and all that, but it does reflect some sort of broader ambivalence about holding companies in general. Is that fair to say? Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair to say. I mean, I, I am, I'm a firm believer that um, 
advertising is not a uh, is not an industry that you could measure on a quarterly basis. I, I wish it, it I wish it was, um, but it's not. And and sometimes you um, need to make decisions that aren't you know best for the short term, but are going to pay out in the long term. And um, you know when I when I was you know looking for my next step after after Droga, independence was an incredibly important um, uh, criteria mm. for for my next move. Um, um, there are great agencies within holding companies, but you know, working for holding companies, you you have um, different challenges that you do when you're you're running an independent agency. Mm-hmm. So with, with and and clients buy into that the, yeah. the idea that no. this is going to take time and it's yeah. Not, you know. I mean, I, uh, clients come to us for our, our independent thinking. You know, mm-hmm. they they want to be assured first and foremost that we're solving the problem that they have um, with within the agency, um, and we're not trying to you know put on new capabilities or, or new solutions that. Um, don't don't answer their brief. Don't answer the the, mm. the problem that they're trying to solve. Gotcha. Um, what else is on your mind what, when you're looking at, uh, at your clients? What are the sort of through lines in terms of their pain points or what what their challenges are? Yeah, I I think um, uh, as an industry, I, I think a couple of things. I think we're really good at making our industry quite complex, um, and, and maybe that used to work with clients. You make it look really confusing, and then um, you know th- that leads to to more business. But I I feel like in this industry, if you, you get back to the basics, it, it could be um, quite simple and quite powerful. I, I know at the agency, our plan has always been since I've been there, let's be super focused on the type of people we bring in to work um, into the agency. And let's be super focused on the type of clients we bring into the agency, not necessarily the categories, but the the type of clients that are going to be in charge, the ones that you could sit around a table, align on your ambitions, align on the, align on the type of work that you're, you, you want to achieve. Um, and if you could kind of get those two things right, everything else kind of works itself out. Of course, there's there's always new problems, but if you, you focus on the talent that you bring in the agency and you, you focus on the quality of the clients that you work with, everything else kind of seems to work itself out. Right. Um, are there any categories that you're that you're not in that you're trying to look to get into? Um, no, I mean, we're fortunately, um, we, we have, in addition to Volkswagen, we have four other... Um, big wins in the in the last couple of months that uh, last couple of months that we haven't announced yet, but um, you, we, can, you have the opportunity to do that. Yeah, right now. I, <laughs> we'll, they'll be coming out. They'll, they'll be com- we'll, we'll announce probably with the work in, in short time. But um, we don't really look at like categories. Like we want to get into a specific category. We we mm-hmm. do look for again clients that are in a category that might not be known for doing great work. And if we could align with them on ambition, uh, uh, you know, let's like, let's, let's make great work in this category just because it hasn't been done before. It doesn't mean we can't do it. So really, I, I think we focus more of the, the mindset and the quality of the client uh, on who they are as people rather than the, you know, the specific category that they're in. Right. All right. Um, what are your challenges? I mean, uh, uh, a lot of agencies that I talk to sort of, say the same things. Yeah. Um, how do you differentiate in a meaningful way? That's a, that's a good question. Um, Jesus, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think in the, um, in the last couple of years, I think at JL, we've really focused on what we really excel at and what's the, the most value that we can provide clients. Um, I think we're probably one of the, if if not the most, one of the most strategic shops um, um, out there. And that's not just in the strategic process. That's through creative development and, and even into delivery. Mm. Um, and we're believers in the power of a big idea. Um, mm. And we're, we're we're true believers that, uh, you know, a big idea can drive the bottom line, can um, – 
build shareholder value and, and can do amazing things. Um, and we want to be on the, the I'd say, the, the high value spectrum. We don't want to be kind of stuck in the middle. I had a, a really good conversation with a, with a major marketer in Cannes, um, and she was talking to me about our agency partners. And she's just like, what she sees going on in the landscape is, you know, you don't want to be stuck in the middle. Right. Um, so that, you know, ever since then, I, that's really just kind of illuminated to me. It's like, how keep your providing the most value to your client. And every client's different. You know, Adidas is quite different than a, than a mass mutual, what they're looking for. But how do you, how do you be the partner that provides the most high value thinking and, and, and create a product? What does that look like? I mean, beyond, you're obviously known for your creative. Do you guys get involved in the sort of business transformation side of things, consultancy type work? And do you look at consultancies moving into your space with we, concern? Uh, consultancies, I, I I, mean, bluntly, I, I don't think they can compete, can, can compete yet um, mm-hmm. creatively. Um, and I, we do all those things that you just mentioned. We just don't call them a separate discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, jail's an incredibly flat structure, and we, we uh, one P&L, it's always been one P&L. Uh, it will always be one P&L. We, we don't plan to, to build out all these extra capabilities that, um, you know, you know, have consultancy or brand transformation kind of tied to it. It's kind of what we do as an agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and we um, kind of lump that into, you know, just J- JL's identity. Can you give an example of how that play? I can't. Yeah. Man, I can't. Brand, yeah. Yeah, it's it's under. Those tricky brands. Uh, no, I know it's tricky, tricky <laughs> NDAs. No, I, I, I can't. I w- I'd love to be able to. We are, we're doing a couple things yeah. uh, for, for one specific brand right now. They didn't come to us for um, an advertising problem. Right. They they uh, came to us with a product problem on how can they, um, you know, redevelop their product to make it, make it, uh, make sense for, for millennials and, and, and the tech that they have. Hmm. Um, they didn't come to us for an ad or for communications or, you know, any paid media or anything like that. It's, it's more of how do we help them develop a product. Great. Um, big goals for the rest of the year. It's early 2009. Yeah, just no, finishing the first quarter. Big goals is I, what I'm really looking forward to is just seeing, um, all the, the, the work that we're going to develop all of the, out of the briefs that we have in the agency right now. Um, we, every brief in the agency right now is a true creative opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't just say that. They're huge, uh, big creative opportunities. I'm obviously very excited to, to talk about Volkswagen when the work comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have, we have just, we're, we're very fortunate to have the opportunities that we have within the agency right now. So I'm just looking forward to executing on those this year. When are we going to see that uh, creative for on, on Volkswagen? Yeah, you'll, uh, you'll see it in the, 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 this sometime this year, mm-hmm. uh, I would say hopefully in the in the first half of this year. Cool. Uh, anything else on your mind? No, I thank you. It's, <laughs> it's always nice to meet a, a fellow Brian. So, yes. So thank you, Brian's of the world. Yeah. yeah. Great. S- sorry, Max. <laughs> <laughs> Producer, no mic for you. Um, thanks, Brian. Yeah. Brian. No, thank you. I want to thank Brian Yasko for joining me today. Brian is the president of Johannes Leonardo. I'm Brian Breaker, editor of Ad Age, and you've been listening to Ad Lib, produced by Max Sternlicht. Be sure to check us out at adage.com. You can subscribe to us at iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts. I want to thank our sponsor, Quad. Quad's experience helping clients execute complex marketing programs drove its transformation from a printer to a strategic and creatively driven powerhouse. You can learn more about the new Quad at quad.com. That's Q-U-A-D.com. And once you do that, come back next week for more ad lib. Be sure to tell a friend. <laughs>